by the time you hear this podcast, Breakfast at Tiffany's may be something that you kind of like. Some people have it better. Some people like this. Like this one's kind of amateur. Like I kind of feel if this was you paying off the beat, yeah, this would be good. Those voices would be distorted, and they just be like they'd have all these intricate harmonies. But we got was it just voicemail or something like that? Yeah, woo, voicemail. It's actually the second time we started with an acapella group. What was the first time? Uh, Oh, the Pentatonics? No, 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 no. no. Uh, The whoever did No Church in the Wild? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, we already introduced ourselves, right? I think so. If not, um, he's Greg. And he's Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back with episode 64, the Nintendo episode. (laughs) You should switch. Oh, Oh, yeah. Some of you will get that. Some of you won't. Perhaps. But let me clear my throat. Perhaps we should. A little oh, video game humor. Oh, Greg is such a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't fit, but we had to throw it in there somehow. NES. All right, so yeah, super. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, every, uh, thank okay. you all for listening. Who has listened so far? If you are uh, watching us on Facebook Live or will watch us later, we definitely do appreciate that. Uh, t-shirts still in the works so uh, we'll definitely update you about that and uh, uh, 
if you want to uh, tell people where you can find us, if you're not listening to us on Facebook, watching us or listening on Facebook Live, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash by the time you hear this spelled with the word you. Uh, we would actually refer you to our website by the time you hear this dot com, which is also spelled with the word you blog style website. You can listen to all our episodes and check out links and videos to topics that we discuss. If you want to get with us on the Instagram, the fancy social media, the gram, we are at by the at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes, yes, we are, and not under investigation. Um, so uh, that is also the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, you can send us your comments, questions, show ideas. If you're an independent artist. We will play your music if you send it to us and we'll discuss it. And uh, uh, if you want to listen to us on the go, on the go, there are many different ways in which that can happen. If you are an iPhone user like me, you, huh. go, you can use the Apple podcast app, a.k.a. iTunes. If you are an Android user like Ben over here, no you can iPhone use, X for me. <laughs> And not me either, actually. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, you can go to the Google Music Store or the Google Play Store. Um, Google Music. Go through Google Music. That's where you can listen to our podcast and I'm sure many fine others. And um, if you like listening through other apps, there is uh, Podomatic. They do have an app. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, Castbox, TuneIn. Um, Overcast, <laughs> Auto Radio. There's so many of them. Satchel Podcast Player, mm -hmm. and um, Did you say tune in. Yeah, tune in. Okay. Overcast. Yeah. Overcast. If I didn't say Overcast, Castbox. Castbox. Yeah. Yeah. Either one of those <laughs> as well. So um, definitely many different um, apps in which you can find us. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's go ahead and get into the show, man. Yeah. And if you're on social, if you share our, um, you know, any thing related to us on social media, we would appreciate using the hashtag BTTYHT. I think I'm the only one who uses it. But. I use it sometimes because <laughs> it comes up. It still comes up. I don't, I got the, I have to post on Instagram more. I have to get better, but yes, if you hashtag BTTYHT, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Jimmy Fallon, yeah. like he's watching, but <laughs> he might be, you never know the foul. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, let's get into the show, man. Um, so uh, some big news this week for those, uh, I guess, in our age demographic. Yeah, I don't think anyone younger than us is really going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the connection that um, uh, a lot of people our age have to the Lion King. It's huge. Um, <laughs> well, that was weird. Like, uh, back, we're at West Georgia. Uh, this is another, another Josh story. Um, in trying to... Uh, we were talking about like animated movies that were like like allegories for something else, mm -hmm. like similar to like something like Animal Farm or Abe something. Abe has some too. If you ever get a chance to talk to him about and, those, yeah, and I think Abe was with us too. Yeah, and um, it was either me or Abe asked Josh about the Lion King, <laughs> and. <laughs> He turned it into like it's a story about like British imperialism 
and oh, yeah. like the Zazu. takeover in Africa. I'm like, it's Hamlet. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I don't know where he got all that from. It's Hamlet. British imperialism. There was one <laughs> British character, and he got made fun of. And they're gonna have a scar. No, not well. I guess yes, Scar was British. I'm thinking Zazu. Oh, he was I, little kings. Don't need advice from little hornbills for a start. Like <laughs> basically, just like get out of my way, bro. I'm a king. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm. I hope they. So what we're talking about is, of course, they're remaking the Lion King, right? And I hope. So part of me, of course, wants them to basically just do covers of all of the old songs, but it's kind of like where's the fun in that? I would say the fun in that is covering that, the that, old songs. That would just be Elton John collecting checks. Basically. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe they're going to want to try to redo some of the, like just make some new songs. Or I don't know. For me though, I would want a, a whole new soundtrack. I mean, not whole, just um, covers of the old songs. Yeah, they are They are bringing back uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, okay. As far as music goes. He sounds way different than he used to sound. So I don't know. Mm. Like if if you get like it's like which Hans Zimmer are you getting? Are you gonna get that Hans Zimmer, or are you gonna get the Hans Zimmer that scored Intergalactic inter, or Interstellar, where it's just like loud synth as Simba runs across the planet? Well, that that fit the movie though. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's just not the. I don't know. He's different now. I mean, it can't. You can't. I don't know whether that, why that reminded me of. Uh, uh, you've heard the like the Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. That movie takes place in like 1932. But you have the 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 synth, yeah, uh, the, the synthesizer. Well, the music same thing with the, what was it, the Hoosiers. other movie Hoosiers, yeah. So I mean, it'll be curious. Like I didn't even know I, that was Hans Zimmer that scored the movie originally. That scored the Lion King. Yeah, I was like, what? The same dude that did Batman? Now it's been announced <laughs> he will score the movie. There's nothing about um, about the any of the music. Will it be Elton John? I mean. I, I mean, it feel like he, it would be covers of the of the songs. Like even when it was on on Broadway, it was Elton John's songs. Yeah, uh, maybe a couple of new ones, but um, I think I'm, I think they'll be bringing those songs back. I wonder if they will do like a shot for shot remake, or if they'll try to make it their own. No, I like the shot for shot remake with a film doesn't always. Um, I don't I don't feel like that's the best idea. No, I agree, but I'm just wondering. You never know. They have John Favreau directing it, uh, like he, as in like from um, Iron Man. Iron Man. Ooh, he's well. It's the the actor. Yeah, but he's a director too. Which yeah. is which kind of threw me for a loop because he's in Iron Man as well <laughs> as Happy Hogan, and that kind of threw me for a loop. So yeah, I like I like him. He's he's funny because he's a part of that whole crew, um, like with Seth Rogen, right? Didn't he work no, with them? Uh, well, I guess kind of in a way. He's in with like Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd and mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Yeah, he's in. Okay, because he also directed Cowboys and Aliens. I remember that. Yeah, an, an interesting movie. Okay, yeah. Um, but I guess what you guys want to hear, if you haven't read it yet, is the cast. Uh, most of the cast has been nailed down. If this isn't the entire thing, so Simba will be recent Emmy Award winner Donald Glover, aka Childish Simbino. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I tried. I tried. You did. Um, so he'll be playing Simba, and Nala will be played by Beyonce. And you said it was on Reddit where people were wanting yeah, to be Rihanna. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then of course they're like, "What she gonna sing? Like how she?" <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I get it. It's funny because I'm looking here. Seth Rogen has top billing on IMDb. Well, that's probably just an order of. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably well. That that might mean he's getting paid the most, or mm-hmm. he's he's secretly a producer. That, I wouldn't so be he's surprised if he's secretly a producer. Yeah. Um, James Earl Jones returns as Mufasa. Mufasa. Uh, I don't think it could have been anyone else. No, plus like he's, only yeah. if if James Earl Jones had passed, that's the only re- that's the only way it would not be him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. they brought him back for Rogue One to be, um, to be Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Why not? Like he's got that iconic voice. If yeah. if he's alive, just go to him. <laughs> <laughs> just go to him. Don't try to Im- don't try to imitate it. Just go to him. Yeah. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, who you may know from uh, 12 Years a Slave. I just saw him in Doctor Strange this weekend, actually. Doctor Strange. uh, Or Four Brothers. He was was in Four Brothers? Victor Sweet. I need to go back and watch that. (laughs) I was going to say he was also in um, American Uh, Gangster. Inside Man, American Gangster. He was in Inside Man. Oh, man, it's been a minute since I've seen that movie. So Uh, uh, he will be Scar. So he... uh, takes over Jeremy Irons role. So I wonder if I don't think a lot of people know that he's actually British. Yeah. So, and and I didn't think about that cuz I was like, man, I like Scar. I like the Jeremy Irons version, but I've never heard Chiwetel speak with a British accent. So he might be able to nail that pretty well. Yeah. Like a nice deep, you know, foreboding cuz you got to be, you know, you got to be sinister. Um I I think uh he will play the villain pretty well. Um Alfred Woodard as Saravi. Uh, John Oliver from last week tonight <laughs> as Zazu. Oh man. John Connie as Rafiki, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as Pumba and Timon. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. Was who was uh Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella. Er, Ernie Sabella, yeah. They've got big shoes to fill. <laughs> and Ernie Sabella is probably like pretty upset right now mm-hmm. because in every other Lion King type program he, is he was Pumba <laughs> every single time. <laughs> so. He's like, you couldn't call a brother? Like you didn't. Yeah, I I feel like in the first movie, they were scene stillers. Yeah. Like they were, and they were just perfect for, so like, it's going to be, it's one of those roles, like out of all those roles, those two will be the ones where I'm just like, I, I got to get used to different people. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. I mean, they're the, you know, Jonathan for the Taylor theater Thomas. heads, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. Uh, and... They, yeah, they were scene stars. They got their own like their own uh, spinoff from the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Those characters, so yeah, uh, definitely big shoes built fill from them. And the three hyenas, uh, Shinzi. It was Shinzi, Bonsai, and Ed mm-hmm. uh, have been renamed Shinzi, Kamari, and Azizi, and they will be played by Florence Kasumba, Keegan Michael Key, and Eric Andre. I wonder which one's going to be the crazy one. The crazy one was Ed, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really talk much. Uh, <laughs> he, ate, he was trying to eat himself. I feel like that'll be Eric Andre. I could see that. <laughs> um, even though, like, I did like some ideas people had on Twitter uh, for that character uh, designer as Ed. <laughs> um, the Migos yeah. uh, Quavo tweeted out he he was campaigning for his group to to be the hyenas. Um, I think that would have been fun as well. I honestly think 
if he started this campaign six months ago, he probably could have gotten it. Yeah. Like with how big they were. Now, will they still be this big in 2019? Who knows? But if he started this campaign six months ago, momentum, the momentum of bad and bougie and everything else yeah. they've been doing probably could have. They're going to look like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's another thing. This movie does not come out until uh, the release date is July 19th, 2019. So, uh, I mean, but it's going to be with CGI and, um, um, if they have to, you know, record the music and the way that they're filming, it depends on, you know, how they're doing it with all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and also uh, considered that John Favreau also did the jungle book. I still haven't seen that. I think that's streaming on HBO. The most recent, uh, jungle book. So he wanted to use that technology. So if you've seen the the jungle book that came out last year, that's what the lion King. Um, I, I think that's the goal for it to look like. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, you know, if you're in our age group you know, everyone has that connection to the lion King, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, um, you know, people may still cry when Mufasa dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, if you don't know by now, <laughs> if you don't know by now, go home. <laughs> uh, someone also, um, someone posted a picture to where, like, I mean, I didn't know how they were going to, like, film it exactly. Will these, will these, they just be the voices? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's, like, really Beyonce as Nala giving <laughs> Donald Glover as Simba that, that look, and you know what look... I'm talking about <laughs> everyone's going to lose their shits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this. And, uh, we got a long time to look forward to yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, basically, uh, gear in, uh, it's like 16 months from now. It's basically 16 months from now. So, hopefully, uh, yeah. this president of ours doesn't, uh, do anything to mess this up. Uh, hopefully he's not still in office. So we'll hold him a responsibility. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into the charts. The number one song is still uh, Rockstar by Post Malone and 21 Savage. I expect you to say Despacito. Oh, <laughs> say yeah. no. Not anymore. Um, number two. Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug. Not the greatest song. Um, Bodak Yellow, parenthesis Money Moves by Love and Hip Hop legend Cardi B. The most aggressive song I've heard in 10 years. <laughs> like, she is so angry. Uh, number four, one 800 Logic featuring Lesia Cara and Khalid. Suicide Prevention Hotline. Number five, The Retired 2K Legends with Thunder. Number six, Feel It Still by Portugal, The Man. Number seven, Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. I haven't heard that song. Yeah, he's, I don't know. Someone called him like one of the, like the fathers of the rap, Florida rap scene. And apparently some people got mad. Like it was him and like two other people who are like garbage rappers. Some magazine referred to them as like the fathers. I think of the... Kodak Black is from Florida. He wasn't on there. He might have been mad. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably it was bad. Uh, number eight, "Sorry Not Sorry" by Demi Lovato. 
Number nine, Mi Gente by J Balvin and Willie William featuring Beyonce. And number 10, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. You know who's not in there in that top 10? Despacito. No, well, I mean that too, but. Uh, oh, the fake, fake news, news of pop, pop music. music. Yeah. Um, we'll get to her in a second. She needs this album to drop bad. Like she is underperforming right now. All right, so we got the uh, Billboard 200. These are the albums. Debuting at number one, Live in No Shoes Nation by Kenny Chesney. That sounds like a Kenny Chesney album (laughs) title. (laughs) Number two, debuting at number two, The Meaning of Life, or Meaning of Life by Kelly Clarkson. Number three, (laughs) probably the longest album, uh, well, the longest album of the last 20 years, uh, Heartbreak on a Full Moon by Chris Brown. 45 songs. And then this was the, uh, we talked about where the, uh, the album was leaked. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the, so a lot of his songs were leaked. Um, and then he had decided to release all of those songs as the album. I don't know if that was the plan, but, and he, and yeah. it went to number three. No one has three. listened to all 45 of those songs. <laughs> I guarantee you. Some people, they're, y'all, they're on track five right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're still banging. Oh, it's a banger. <laughs> Um, number four, without warning, which is a collaboration project, 21 Savage Offset and Metro Boomin. Uh, number five, Stony by Post Malone. He looks like he's stoned. <laughs> number six, I Still Am by Yo Gotti. Number seven, debuting at number seven. Um, oh yeah, without warning, debuted at number four. Uh, I still am by Yo Gotti, debuted at number six. Debuted at number seven. Forever is a mighty long time by Big Crit. Number eight, divide by the most influential artist in black music. It's been here for a long time. Number nine, super slimy by Future and Young Thug. And number ten, Love Is Rage Two by Lil Uzi Vert. All right, so let's get over to the artist 100, and uh, oh no, we please. do with the rule. The rule is, if you release an album, you'll be in the top ten at least. Oh god! And depending on the name, you could be number one. So number one, of course, he released an album. It debuted at number one, so he's number one on the artist 100. Kenny Chesney wasn't on there last week. I, I was unranked last week. Unranked. I think my tractor sexy. Come on. I mean, I know that's old, but still unranked last week. Number two, jumping up from number 60, Kelly Clarkson. Number three, the most influential artist in black music. Number four, the retired 2k legends. Number five, post Malone. Number six, the fake news of pop music. She will be number one next week. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, the love and hip hop legend, Cardi B. Number eight, Chris Brown. Can we refer to him as Virginia's finest? (laughs) Virginia's finest, Chris Brown. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I haven't watched that documentary yet. He has a doc. Oh, on on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm a little afraid to. (laughs) Some people say, like, it's kind of like. It looks like a PR stunt. I, I bet it is. Rather than like anything that's truthful. Uh, number nine, Demi Lovato. And number 10, Sam Smith. So that is the artist 100. All right, let's get into a couple of uh, 
stories here. Um, oh yeah, so um, let me change my iPhone has a notification. All right, so that's done. Okay, so um, we talked. We are I, well. I always reference the new edition story <laughs> in our podcast. So. Here's another reference. Uh, BET is set to produce the Bobby Brown story. About time. And Woody McLean, who played Bobby Brown in the new edition story, will play Bobby Brown. Hopefully they get the kid back, too. Yeah. That, that guy was a spitting image of Bobby Brown. He was... Um, oh, no, that was the, uh, that was, that was the, the one who played Ricky, was, uh, who's on Stranger Things. Um, I need to watch that show. He was on, uh, well, it, this isn't related, but the one who played Ricky, <laughs> uh, the young Ricky, mm-hmm. um, he, um, he was on lip sync battle for their Halloween <laughs> episode. And he was uh LL cool J. Was he any good? He was pretty good. They, they, okay. He did. Um, That's I'm bad. Bike TV, right? I think I so. That. You probably saw it on YouTube, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. I was like, nobody watches TV anymore. Like, that's what it is. It's like, oh, did you see it on TV? Nah, man. It's not on YouTube. It's not on Facebook. It's not on Twitter. So, uh, Woody McLean is uh, coming back t- as Bobby Brown and um, trying to get some more information if my computer will work with me here. So, um, let's see here. So, the, they're saying the original New Edition story had 4.4 million uh Viewers, so of course, why not? You know, um, the new edition story. Let me get down here. Do, 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 do. Now, Rudy McLean is making the Bobby Brown in real life, making like Bobby Brown in real life, and going solo. Ha ha ha! BET. Um, Monday, November six, BET announces working on a spinoff biopic where McLean will reprise his role as forty-eight-year-old Bobby Brown. Good lord, he's forty-eight. Yeah, that's it. I feel like he should be older. I thought he was older too. <laughs> I thought he was almost. <laughs> thought he was in his fifties. Um, let's see here. The network's two part follow up, the Bobby Brown story will pick up. Okay. So oh, like you thought, parts. um, we'll pick up where the new edition story left off. So, um, okay. So the, that's, that's yeah. where, uh, it'll start where, when Bobby Brown got in the taxi in Oakland and with his left. suitcases and his radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, says, uh, exploring the artist's tumultuous journey from abrupt exit from the popular eighties boy band to his affair with Janet Jackson. His marriage with uh, pop icon Whitney Houston and his battle with drug addiction and losing daughter Bobby Christina. Uh, written by Abdul Williams and executive produced by Jesse Collins. Uh, both also reprising their new edition gigs. Who are Abdul Williams uh, and Jesse? Were they older? Abdul, uh, no, Abdul Williams, he wrote the new edition story. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And Jesse Collins produced it. Says here the Bobby Brown story will be one of redemption. BET notes as viewers watch the entertainer rebuild his life through sobriety. He's still not sober though, is he? <laughs> I don't know. Define sober. I mean, like, <laughs> That's kind of the next question. Okay, so this is interesting. Casting for other key roles including Houston, Bobby, Chris, uh, Bobby Christina, mm-hmm. Jackson, Jam, Teddy Riley, L.A. Oh, yeah. Reid, and Babyface is still underway. They said it will be released in fall of 2018. So there's got to be a chunk where where Don't Be Cruel is made. They're probably going to bypass King of Stage altogether. Yeah, if they're they're smart. (laughs) And jump right to, they're going to make it seem like Don't Be Cruel was the first album. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think, I think, um, because I can't do it off the top of my head now, but 
when this premieres, we should talk about um, who could be or like uh, leading up to it. Let's talk about who could be cast because I'm trying to think like who could be who could be who could be Janet who could be who, L.A. Who's Reed. going to be L.A. Reed? Um, who's going to be Whitney Houston? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I'm. It might be one of the. I feel like they did like three or four of Lifetime did like three or four different Whitney movies, um, but it could be. Um, I can't remember her name. Who played Whitney? The one on Lifetime. Oh, I don't whoever, know. Whoever played her, that she could probably do it. If I were um, rich, I would be a jerk and just have the worst castings ever. No, that's what Lifetime did. <laughs> Lifetime already did that. I would have like, like some red bone woman as Whitney Houston. You'd be like, they too light skinned. Like, like too just too light skinned, and like I'd have a white guy play Bobby Brown. Cause why not? It'd be funny. Who would? <laughs> Nobody uh, would get it. Who I feel like like they might cast as like Janet Jackson. Just because they had a similar, she had a similar music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie. Oh, I could see that. Cassie is Janet Jackson. I could see that. Seth Rogen is Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Seth Rogen as Babyface. <laughs> as he's on Sorry as L.A. Reid. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> okay, but not really. But that would be, as a matter of fact, I would probably pay to see them act out like that whole crew like Seth Rogen as he's on Sorry Michael Sarah, uh was it Jay Bruchamel Jay Bruchel Bruchel that'd be funny just to see them act out and James Franco just because why not he'd probably be high I don't even know if he really smokes I just know Pineapple Express is like that's how I see him now he probably does I mean he's one of those like he sees himself as an artist rather than like an actor Rather, well, he sees as an actor, but like a serious, yeah, over the top. He's like Sean Penn. I was gonna say, is he? Would you compare him to Sean Penn or Daniel Day Lewis? Is he like in in that? See, not not no, as extreme no. like, as Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis is extreme, but at least you can stand Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> I don't know people who can stand Sean Penn. Like is he, he, like, he, uh... he tried Daniel Day Lewis. Just like he may be intense, mm-hmm. but he kind of just. He just gets into it and does his job. Yeah. Sean Penn is trying way too hard. Like, he's trying to win an Oscar with every line. So, is he like uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character from Tropic Thunder? Exactly. I don't draw a character till the DVD commentary. <laughs> That's Sean Penn. Oh, God. That's okay. That's interesting. So, Sean Penn as uh, Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Penn trying to get his first see, NAACP see, Image Award. Sean Penn would try to play all the parts. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm going for an Image Award. <laughs> I want to be the first white guy to get an NAACP He's Image like, Award. I'm trying to win an Image Award. I need I need a, a I need one of those, those Black Reel Awards. <laughs> Coming this fall, Sean Penn is Bobby Brown. Does Essence have an award show? Don't be cruel. <laughs> Does Ebony Magazine have an award? I want to be on the cover of Ebony Magazine. When's the last time a white person was on the cover of Ebony Magazine? See, now I'm just I'm imagining him smoking a cigarette with the Gumby hairstyle and a jumpsuit on the cover of Ebony, and he's just standing there like, and you can't see me, of course, but yes, I just, I don't know why I'm Pretended imagining this. to smoke a cigarette. Smoke with cigarettes. Yes, I could see, I could see Sean Penn doing that. Get Bruckheimer on the phone and... <laughs> Sean Pitt will try to play all the parts. Yeah, that went left. But no, I think it'd be interesting to talk about who could be cast and then just to see who they cast. I'm pretty sure they'll start announcing 
Yeah. And I honestly do think, yeah, Janet Jackson, I think Cassie would make a lot of sense. I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, probably won't happen, though. No. Um, <laughs> she's not doing anything. I follow her on Instagram. She's not doing anything. <laughs> she could use the is work. Is she still with Diddy? I don't know. But whatever she's doing, she could use the work because <laughs> somehow she is paying professional photographers to take pictures of her for her Instagram. And that can't be cheap. So she could use the work. She's probably still with Diddy, who's paying for that. Oh. Uh, speaking of Diddy. Pop Diddy Pop. <laughs> Um, we're going to play something. Uh, hold on just a minute. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play this clip here and then we're going to play another clip. So here we go. What's your name now? Seriously. Is it, is it Sean? Is it Diddy? Is it daddy? Is it puffy? See, see, after all these years, it's, it's blessed me with the right to be any name that I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I wake up, if I wake up and I'm feeling like Puff Daddy, that's what I am. What are you feeling like today, right now? I mean, most of the time I feel like I'm Puff. Puff? Yeah. Oh, not Puffy, Puff. Yeah, just, I just like, never know. Like, like my close close friends call me Puff, so, so I'll call I, I would Puff. call me Puff. Yeah, Puff. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll call you Puff. I never know. When I see you, I just go, hey, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but it also depends on what kind of mood I'm in, you know? Um, if, I'm, if I'm acting crazy, ah. That's Diddy. You know what I'm saying? If I'm, like, dancing real smooth mm-hmm. with a girl, that's Puff Daddy. If, like, I'm looking like I'm scared or nervous or shy, that's Sean. And Puff is just... What happens when you're in bed? What, what do the women call you? What, if they, there's so many names. What do they call out? <laughs> Come on, I'm setting you up here. No, nah, they, yeah, I mean, they usually scream God. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diddy, and that high opinion. <laughs> All right, so here's the other clip. Well, I have some very serious, serious news. Um, I've been playing on this, and I, I decided... I know it was risky, but I knew it, it could come off as corny to some people. Like, yo... I decided to change my name again. I'm just, I'm just not who I am before. I'm something different. So my new name is Love, a.k.a. Brother Love. I will not be answering to Puffy, Diddy, Puff Daddy, or any of my other monikers, but Love or Brother Love, okay? It's my birthday. I feel good. God is the greatest. I give all glory, and I thank my mom and daddy. All right, so, um, hey, he changed his name again. Yay! To brother love, brother love. Is he related to buddy love? No, I don't know. We should ask him. Oh wait, hold on. He just wants to be love. So, right, we were going to talk about it. I saw this other clip, so we'll play that. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I've come to the conclusion that you cannot play around with the internet. Um, due to an overwhelming response from the media oh boy. out there, and just due to there not wanting to be any confusion, 
I was only joking. Okay? I didn't change my name. It's just part of one of my alter egos. One of my alter egos is love. Um, but to set the record straight, because I have a lot of press to do the next couple of weeks, you can address me by any of my older names. And um, But if you still want to call me love, you can call me love, baby. But I was only playing. <laughs> so how bad must have the bad there, was, response? there was a negative response. There was probably that's the only thing it could be. There, there was had to a be negative memes response and everything, and he he he, he there, went back. There, there were memes too. that are like when your friend needs therapy, <laughs> when your friend may have a multiple personality disorder. I'm trying to find some memes now. <laughs> some brother love memes. Because there's got to be some out there. He had to. When your friend tries peyote for the first time. Call me love. <laughs> A.K.A. brother love. Brother love, y'all. He came to the conclusion that he was only joking. That means nobody liked it. Yeah. And people were saying, dude, you are 48. Yeah, exactly. I'm well, trying. You, you, you too old to be trying to find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You are 48 and worth $820 million. What, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? It's kind of like um, like the, the the basketball player who changes their number. And people have to go out and buy that jersey if they're going to. Like Kobe changing from 8 to 24. Yeah, that was... I mean, there's a reason for it. And also, he wasn't 48 years old at the time. Yeah, he was still <laughs> actually pretty number. He was still pretty good. <laughs> You know, yeah, that was buddy love. Man, that's stupid. Not buddy love. <laughs> Might as well, uh, but, but buddy love. He tried to change his name to buddy love. I keep thinking no buddy one would love. Know the difference. Brother love. <laughs> um. So, <clears throat> yeah, Diddy needs help. Yeah, he needs therapy. Are you sure he's with Cassie? Because Cassie would have been like, "No." Nah. Cassie didn't know. He didn't tell her. Cassie doesn't know. He's 20 years older than her or something. That's so, <laughs> so He sad. doesn't have to tell her anything. That's so sad. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It says, Diddy celebrates birthday with Cassie in Mexico. <sighs> yeah, so she's still paying. He's still paying for that stuff. <laughs> He's paying for her Instagram shits. <laughs> she looks, still looks good. Man. And he does not. But when you're worth, when you're worth almost a billion dollars, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Diddy as L.A. Reed. Ooh. I could see that. I could see that. He'd have to cut the facial hair off. You can have... Yeah, that's nothing. But yeah, I could see that. Diddy is... Okay. He's got the experience with younger... I mean, I'm gonna stop. Stop, Ben. <laughs> but no, I could I could see that. I could see that. Um, so, yeah. Um... What else we got here? Uh, well, you can you can talk about this. Uh, so the fake news <laughs> of pop music is back in the news. She might be the Sean Penn of pop music, music. too. Trying way too trying hard. Trying so hard. <laughs> Look at me. I'm going to put a snake on my Instagram page because I'm a snake. Um, now, her new, her new album drops this week. I'm sure all the Swifties are, are excited. Reputation. Um, but it will not be available on streaming services upon its release. Um, I she's trying to get sales, man, and this upsets me because that's all she's trying to do. She's trying to get sales. Um, Beyonce don't have to do this. 
I, well, the difference is like with Beyonce, it was it was it was it ex, it was streaming exclusive somewhere, and a lot of other artists did that too. It was streaming yeah. exclusive on Title, and then it was on Apple Music. It's still not on Spotify, but maybe that's in the contract or something that you know well, seemed to be the best idea. I mean, everyone eventually was able to have access to to Lemonade um, without having to go to the store. No, I everything you said is right, but Beyonce also didn't have to put her face on the side of UPS trucks. Yeah, this, she didn't have to release the, the promotion four singles is, before she released her album. The promotion is strange. Well, yeah. yeah, like Lemonade dropped out of the sky. It did. Most of Beyonce's <laughs> stuff does drop out of the sky. Taylor Swift does not do that. She, I mean, granted, she's got a genius marketing machine, but that's what she has—a marketing machine. But still, like an old, the old school approach. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not too. It wasn't too long ago, but it's still the old school approach uh, to promoting an album. Yeah. And every single other than this fourth one has been incredibly weak. Um, A lot of people are wondering, is this going to be a is this going to be a flop? You know, where only her core fan buys the fans buy the album because like every song has been unimpressive. Yeah. Um, The fourth single, everyone, you know, a lot of people have said she should have released first. It's the best one. I think she's doing a Carly Rae Jepsen impression, which doesn't make me feel good about this new album because is, is it just going to be another 1989 where she's imitating a bunch of people? Yeah, you know, it's like I'll imitate Lord and Linda Ray, I'll, yeah, Katie I'll Perry. Perry, yeah. Now she's imitating Kesha <laughs> and Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> like those are odd people to to imitate. Like you, all right, if you want to be Kesha, go ahead. You know, I, I don't really know who. Look what you made me do is trying to imitate. I don't. I still haven't put my. That was part. On that. that was part Kesha. I think so. that's that was part Kesha. Garbage. Yeah, this one though is, is probably the best one. But I. But then even so, you can't tell where the chorus starts. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a smooth little song. But yeah, so that'll be interesting. But I think she'll. I mean, she'll be when we record again. She'll have the number one album. Um, but you have to wonder like, will it have staying power? Will it sell? Because none of the singles are in the top ten. So, Not anymore. Yeah, so is it going to have made, stand They power? may debut there, but they don't stay there. And you know what I bet she was trying to do? I bet she was trying to do what Justin Bieber did with, rep, was it Believe? Not Believe. Uh, um, journals. Not with journals. Journals, journals he, he released each song separately. Well, I'm trying to think of what his last album was. Oh, like Purpose? It. Purpose, yes. I think she was trying, I think her record company thought they'd do that, release all of these singles, and they'd all be in the top 10 or 15 or 20. Like, like, cause with purpose, he had like how many songs in the top 10? At least three. Yeah. I think they thought that would happen. And then boom, you get this huge release. Um, and it's everywhere. And then you get to ride that album for a year. Let it get known. Yeah. But this is after like 1989 was before she got exposed on Snapchat Mm -hmm. before, um, before the whole Calvin Harris thing, yeah, no, I get it. I just, I think that's this what is they the first though. album after all of that, mm-hmm. to where people may have already formed their opinion of her, like you know we have, I guess, yeah. But um, may, some people are just like turned off to it. Yeah, I think people are turned off to it, and the songs are pretty garbage. <laughs> like I'm, I understand, like trying to use what happened and to inspire your songwriting, um. I think people are over that though. Yeah. I think people are kind of like, eh, that's just what you do. We don't really care anymore. Like, okay, there's going to be, there's, is there a, there's a song about Tom Hiddleston. I'm sure there's a song about Calvin Harris. Mm-hmm. There's probably another song about Katy Perry. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, or, or if, other subtle shots at her. 
I kind of feel like she got blue or load in that first song. Like that was about everybody. Like yeah, that was about everybody, including her. Yeah, the old Taylor is gone. Sorry, deal with it. I don't know. Are you seventeen? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's the that's she the next still single. Seventeen years old. You don't know what I mean. I'm feeling seventeen. <laughs> that's gonna be the next single. Seventeen. She went back in time. All right, so uh, that'll do it for our music news. Um, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? So I think we talked about this band a while back because they were charting somewhere neck deep. Mm -hmm. Um, They're from Wales, but they sing about a lot of American type things. It's really weird. But um, they're a pop punk band. I found them on the playlist on Spotify. Pop Punk's Not Dead. Um, It was another song they had called December which featured Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 on the on the full band version and on the acoustic version it featured Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional mm. it was really yeah they were at least the same song at the same time on a single and it was just like one acoustic one not but this one is in bloom it's not a cover of the Nirvana song um it's the top song right now on um Pop Punk's Not Dead it's a, it's a pretty cool song so very chill laid back all right, so this is In Bloom by Neck Deep from their album The Peace and the Panic, and we'll be right back. Almost 48 hours have passed since the fall of an atomic bomb and an attack upon the cities of man. And even now, we are only beginning to see the aftermath of a massive display of destruction and power that is uprooting our fragile sense of peace and civilized society. Despite the rubble, there is a predominant sense of wonder and marvel at the awesome nature of this technological juggernaut that bewilders the very core of the Sometimes that is not enough. No, sometimes that is not enough. And stop calling me up. We're never going to put the pieces back together if you won't let me get better. And stop digging it up, or we're never gonna see That is In Bloom by Neck Deep from their album The Peace and the Panic. Yeah, they're very, they're very, that like mix of emo and pop punk. <laughs> There's a really good um, 
There's some video. 2004 vibes in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a YouTube video of them playing some show for some magazine or whatever. I don't know where it is, but they do, like, a medley of all these pop-punk songs. So, like, they do, like, Hit or Miss by Newfound Glory. <laughs> they do Rock Show by Blink-182. <laughs> like, anything you can think of from that era, they cover it. And then they have, like, these these singers from these emo and punk bands come out and sing the second verse. Like, there are mm. bands I've never... Like, there's one band called State Champs. Like, that's the most emo oh, name yeah. for a I've band. Heard that. I heard that band. Like, State Champs. They're like, <laughs> blah, 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 from State Champs. And he comes out and he starts singing at first. I'm like, wow. These are the most emo names that you could, like... Yeah. I thought there was another emo band called, like, Quarterback. I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do their single, and Chris Caraba comes out there. And I'm just like, is he emo Jesus? I feel like he was in all those bands too, <laughs> sometimes. I was like, is he considered emo Jesus? He's like, oh my God, yeah. it's Chris. Like, is he there? Like, he's their Elvis. Yeah, he's like their Elvis. He's their Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, don't you ever say an unkind word about Chris Caraba. Like, you can't speak poorly about him or they jump mm-hmm. on you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, check out um, In Bloom along with our other. Uh, earworms BTTYHT earworms playlist it's on Spotify right now you know uh, what I heard the other day at Applebee's Hot Rod Hearts no but oh. I heard Steal Away <laughs> and it made me wonder since they put the hard line and then they put Dion Ferris I wonder if it's you know what yeah, let's look it. let's look right now um, let me go back no it's still not there so you, you can put Terrence Trent Darby on there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you guys can go back and listen to our episode. I can't remember the number, but I know the title is genius. Introducing the Genius, genius Unchecked, Unchecked, according to Greg and Ben, where we spoke about uh, introducing the hard line, according to Terrence Trent Darby. It was not on Spotify at the time. Now it is. But it is now. <laughs> we suggest uh, listening to it. Um so let's get into uh, our main topic here. We started the program with a cover <laughs> of one of the worst songs. I don't know if it's the worst song ever. Maybe the bit it's the worst song ever. It's not. It's just the worst not the, hit song ever. All right. So new, all right. Play this part for me real quick. Play it after the chorus of that song. I, I can't cue it up. Oh, well, never mind. Well, I, I have to like we'll have to like play it from the beginning again. Oh, never mind. I hate the part. I hate the guitar part after the verse. Like, oh, yeah. it's so boring and it goes nowhere. <laughs> like, it's like really bad. Like, it was kind of like if they were in the studio and like they probably didn't have anything written. And well, the producer. Let me, let me see if I can find. I'll I'll, I'll try to uh, pull it up. But yeah, go ahead. And- I feel like the producer was like, we need something to fill the space after that part. And the guitar player was like, well, what about this? And he just played something around, and I'm like, yeah, why not? And they just put it in there. Okay, I think this is it. One thing we got. And that, that basically sums up what the song is. Boring. The relationship he's singing about is boring. Yeah, like, the topic is like how... I feel like they just tried, they just made it loud enough with the instruments to distract yeah. that. The lyrics are like, it's about two people who have nothing in common. They kind of like the same But they're trying movie. to stay together. Yeah. They, so they <laughs> both kind of like the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. And that's how they're going to bond. Yeah. And they fell in love. Like, come on. <laughs> Next thing you know, a couple like that, they'll have a baby, ruin someone's life. It'll be, it'll be awful. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I, that kind of couple they just cheat cheat on each other constantly, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, so yeah, we started off with the the acapella version of that by uh, a group called Voicemail. Uh, voice mail M A L E. So uh, we're doing another installment of Because Five. And um, we've done uh, one hit wonders, 80 to 84, 85 to 89, 90 to 94. But I feel like we're in our wheelhouse now to where yeah, we can go year by year. The second half of the 90s is just chock full of these things. Yeah. So, like these, they were just falling from the sky. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there were so many of them. Um, so we are going with 1995. Um, you know, it was a, a very interesting year. Yes. Uh, the Houston Rockets won the NBA championship. Uh, oh, Jordan retired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jordan retired. Well, Jordan came back. He came and he back. couldn't, but he couldn't get past the magic. Yeah. Shaq People and forget that. People forget that. He could not get past the magic. Yeah. Shaq and Penny were supposed to be the next big thing. And mm -hmm. then according to the 30, the 30 for 30. Oh, that made me so mad. Just through some shenanigans yeah Shaq ends up a Laker <laughs> and the rest is history um OJ was found not guilty ah yes he was yes yeah. he was um the 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 trial dominated the summer was that still much. on um is that still on Netflix yeah the I might give that a watch Netflix. again I loved that, that, that and the, the 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 documentary is made on Hulu okay both very good watches if you yeah uh, but yeah, that dominated the summer. Um, uh, the Braves won the World Series. The only championship we have since ever, I think. I mean, like the St. Louis Hawks won. Yeah, the St. Louis Hawks title, have a championship. But that don't count. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Knights. No, we, ain't, we, we can't claim that. <laughs> the hockey team. <laughs> um, didn't they play? In, they played in the Omni, didn't they? Yeah. God, we can't claim the Atlanta Knights. <laughs> I, what what league was that? <laughs> I want to say it was the East Coast Hockey League, but that may have been the league that um, I think it might have been the IHL. I think the ECHL was where yeah, it my is hometown Augusta Lynx. This was a <laughs> this was a minor league hockey team. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't deserve, we squandered the 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 Thrashers. <laughs> and so the, hockey is not done well in Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta Flames are now the Calgary Flames. Yeah. <laughs> the Atlanta Knights won a championship. That didn't get people to come to the games. Didn't even know it. Didn't and the even Thrashers <laughs> moved to the Thrashers were the uh, the Her okay the Carolina Hurricanes were the Hartford Whalers. The Thrashers were the um, I don't know what team they used to be. I don't know if they were expansion, crap, but they moved to Winnipeg. <clears throat> To become so, the Winnipeg Jets came back, and the other, the previous Winnipeg Jets are now the Arizona Coyotes. Oh my God, we really had the Atlanta. I did not know that. Yeah, this is when they were playing without helmets. This is a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> well, it, the early '80s, but still, <laughs> they, they weren't playing with helmets. That seems so dangerous. It sound it seems insane now. Yeah, to play with no helmet. Yeah, that seemed like for hockey players to have no helmets. How are they not suing the league? <laughs> Like maybe I guess maybe because you know what I think in that case the ones like leading with their head, 
they're yeah. trying to. Well, I'd be afraid of the they're, puck. They're, they're using their shoulders, and they have the shoulder. So they're they're mostly leading with the shoulders, and then using the stick to mm-hmm. like keep balance, or use the stick like as part of the hit. Mm-hmm. But and that's and so you you get you can only have the stick like at a certain. If you have it too high, that's a penalty. Yeah. You know? So right. I. I don't think in hockey they're like leading with their head doing stuff. Well, I'm I'm more afraid <laughs> of the puck. Like, some, well, I guess I mean everyone, no one's hitting the puck like Fulton Reed, but like no. if like it get well, they might be. Yeah, that's like I'd be afraid. But like, of, like it's a, like everyone can. Do it. Yeah, a rogue slap shot knocks you out. Like, ugh, that sounds painful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, hockey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little hockey talk. Um, so because five one hit wonders from 1995. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just get into it. So, Ben, tell us about your first honorable mention. I guess that now it's time to tell you about my song. When, it, when you'll get that when it plays, it's back for good by Take That. Um, their only hit song in America. Um, yeah, this was the band. This is the boy band that gave us um, Robbie Williams, of course. <clears throat> Oh, so not familiar with <laughs> Robbie Williams is basically the, the the Timberlake of the UK. Yeah, they love him over there. <laughs> um, he kind of tried to move over here to make it, but I just it didn't really work out for him that well. Which he is had a, he had a couple of songs. Um, Millennium was on TRL, all yeah. over TRL. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then Rock DJ became a hit on VH1. <laughs> so he had a couple of hit songs over here. Um, so I wouldn't call him a one-hit wonder, but this group was in America. Yeah, not in the UK. Not in the UK. In America, they're, they're legends there. Yeah, they're in sync there. <laughs> here, they're uh, I, I don't know who to compare. They're not in sync here. We'll just say that they're they're the wanted. Not quite well, <laughs> probably <laughs> not quite not quite uh, not quite ninety-eight degrees. Ooh. But they're not O Town. <laughs> no, they're not O Town. No one's O Town. But yeah, I really love this song. It's just really smooth. I don't know. Like, it's just... I don't, honestly, I don't even know who sings what parts because I don't really know who is in this band besides Robbie Williams. I just know that this is a really cool song. This is one of those songs to where, like, yeah, this is for a five-member boy band. Mm-hmm. A ballad. Um, yeah, it, it just sounds like it's one of those songs. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and if it were... Depending on when it was a hit in America, this was played at somebody's prom. Oh God, I'm sure middle, it was middle school dances. Along with "I Can Love You Like That" and all those songs, <laughs> "End of the Road." This was the slow oh, dance. Yeah. This is the slow dance. And now I'm seeing in my head because it was early '90s. I'm seeing First Kid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing First Kid and Sinbad helping the first um, the first kid dance. And yes, I'm showing that Coldplay performed this song with them once. That's awesome. Oh man, but yeah. So I really love this song. I mean, I, there's not too much to really say about it other than I just love the song. It's just a really good song. And let's see, it charted at number seven, number seven on the Hot 100. All right, so top ten hit. Yeah. And it's from their album Nobody Else. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what year they broke up, but. Uh, yeah, this is this is the group that gave us Robbie Williams, like you said. So apparently, the Wanted paid homage to the music video, which was a pretty cool music video, just black and white. 
Um, they said they paid homage to it in the video for Walks Like Rihanna. I didn't know they had a song called Walks Like Rihanna, but I'm going to check it out later because that sounds like it could be awesome. All right, so that is Take That, Back for Good. All right, so my first honorable mention, this is a song that I didn't know. I knew the name of the song, but I didn't know it had a weird spelling. <laughs> Uh, so this is Andrew Donalds, and in this song is called Michelle. <laughs> and I pronounce it that way because if you read it, it sounds like it says Miss Hale, but as if like someone was inhaling or exhaling and they messed up. So it was a Miss Hale, but it's pronounced Michelle. I'm trying to think if I know this. Even though my tears have there's an emptiness of feeling my I don't think I've heard this before. Uh, this is a song I heard on, um, like I said, my, my mom worked in a radio station. Uh, one side was adult contemporary. <laughs> the other side was country. This is on the, this was on the adult contemporary station. Shout out to light 98 FM. <laughs> <laughs> is she watching? Um, I don't think so. I don't know she watches. But this is a song that was on there all the time. Uh, and it sound one. It sounds like Ace of Base wrote it, but I don't it kind of it does. It does. Um, and uh, it's on my um, reggae for people who don't know reggae <laughs> playlist. I'm trying to see uh, where where it charted. I don't. I do not remember this song. I'm trying to wait for the chorus. I may know the chorus. It charted at number 38. Okay, okay, I have heard this. <laughs> he, is, he is Jamaican, so this was considered a reggae fusion. What is that even, like, what, it fused with pop rock? Fused with, yeah, any other elements. He's only 42. How young was he when this came out? Uh, 21. Huh, okay. I could have done the math. Why didn't I do the math? Yeah. Um... I believe this was from this was from his first album, self-titled. Uh, the album was released in it's in '94, but the it charted where it, where it charted in the top 40 was in '95. That's why it's on yeah. the list. So that yeah, that was a, a big point of what the hell? Like a lot of these songs yeah came out one year, charted in another. I think we just use our own discretion on this. Yeah, because <laughs> it was very difficult to like actually like you'd be like, oh, I love that song. Uh, too bad, didn't come out until 1994, <laughs> but it charted in 95. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I like this though. There's got to be some. There's got to be some new covers of this. I could imagine this being covered nowadays. Uh, I don't know if there are any covers of it. Uh, but yeah, if you, I think this, you know, for people who like Ace of Base. Part Ace of Base, part Maxi Priest. Yeah, I, I, was like getting some, I was getting some Maxi Priest. Okay. Yeah. He's Jamaican, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that is Michelle. M I S H A L E. My bell. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. So, yeah. Uh, so, Ben, what is your, um, what's your second honorable mention? So I love the bass line of this. It is In the Meantime by Space Hog. Um, 
has a really cool baseline that starts out at the beginning of it and uh yeah well not this part this is you know a little bit of guitar and yeah and then and this is another band fronted by the bass player <laughs> which I always think is cool um I mean I'm trying to see who he was married to Liv Tyler that's who he yeah. married Liv Tyler she used to be really hot um I, I don't know what happened to her I don't know time time it gets it gets us all um apparently the samples uh penguin cafe orchestra telephone and the rubber band and rubber band i didn't know that but i love this song um i loved it so much i used to cover it in a band that i was in um i don't know it's just really fun to play um and then of course you know with the i'm doing this at the yeah a lot of the words don't make any sense which i think was like the thing at the time to do um like around the time of you know of oasis like your lyrics just didn't have to make sense if you were a british band because if you were british automatically you got a lot of um just cred just for being british so yeah are they british yeah they're british yeah like they're like yeah this, british. this is yeah this is yeah this is about this is uh i think this would be considered brit pop yeah which is basically like if you're influenced by the beatles <laughs> And you and you actually play your instruments. Yeah, Britpop. <laughs> yeah, it's but I just yeah I love the like I like the guitar work in there. I like the drums. I like the I don't know. It's just a really good performance. I'm kind of sad we didn't hear much more from them. There was another song I did like by them called um, in which they kind of have the same at the beginning. I can't think of the name of it though. Um, I want to live. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't chart. I think it was like on an Abercrombie and Fitch promo or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it actually was better than this one, but this one charted. So yeah. Hey. So where to chart? How to do? Uh, let's see. On the Hot 132, hit the number one on the mainstream rock tracks though. So well, does it does it say that if it was this, this was on any soundtracks? So I feel like it was. I don't know. It says uh, or in commercials. It was on Guitar Hero Five. Wow, um, it was the VH1 television series Hindsight. I'm not familiar with that. And then it was, oh well, of course you've seen this. It was the opening music to David Spade's 1998 HBO special Take the Hit. Being the huge David Spade fan that you are, yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, that was a joke. If y'all can't tell. <laughs> it wasn't funny because David Spade wrote it. <laughs> So yeah, In the Meantime by Space Hog. And I'm not going to lie, I played this song, we performed this song for a good year, I still don't know half of what he's saying. He's got that like, I don't know, he, he sings like the Gallagher Brothers too, like you just, you can't understand half of what he's saying. But props to him for being able to play that bass line and sing at the same time, that's a very complicated bass line. Yeah. Alright, so In the Meantime by Space Hog. From their album Resident Alien. Mm-hmm. All right, my second honorable mention. Um, now, at the time of with the the year that you know, most of these songs came out or or were popular, we were in the sixth grade, and <laughs> this was um, this song was a big deal at my school in the sixth grade, oh, and it is. <laughs> I got five on it by. Oh Louis. yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> this was a big deal. Oh man. <laughs> 
But no one ever knew the words because we didn't have lyrics websites back then. You knew the hook. Yeah. And that's all you needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew the hook to the song and that's all you needed. Um, and basically the song is like adventures in trying to buy some weed. Yep. He's got five on it. <laughs> uh, so someone is willing to pay half. <laughs> um so yeah, that's basically what the song's about. <laughs> Trying to get some money together to buy why weed. You treat me so bad. Uh, it does sample "Why yeah. You Treat Me So Bad" by Club Nouveau. Club Nouveau. It samples uh, "Jungle Boogie." What part of it samples that, "Jungle uh, Boogie"? Yeah, okay. that part. Yeah. That's a very uh, okay. Yeah. And also samples "Top Villain" by Audio Two. So they're from okay. So they're from the West Coast. I'm seeing here. There's a um, a third version of it that has Drew Brown, Shock G, for those yeah, Shock G from, from Digital Underground, um, who probably should have broken out more than he did. Richie Rich, E40, and Spice One. Shock G should have been bigger than he was. Yeah, they're from they're from Oakland. So there are more um, there are more rappers in Oakland than just Hammer. Yeah, MC Hammer <laughs> and E40. There's more. And no, Childish Gambino is not from Oakland. <laughs> now, what is, is Shock G? Yeah, he's still around. I, I, I might look into him some more. I liked him. Um, so, yeah, it says this is on Grand Theft Auto's um, Grand Theft Auto soundtrack. San Andreas, probably. Mm, probably. Oh, Grand Theft Auto 5, actually. Oh, okay. I've not played that one. On the West Coast Classics station. Um, the instrumental was used for the song Satisfy You by Brother Love featuring R. Kelly. <laughs> if you don't know who Brother Love Buddy is, Buddy Love. go back to the beginning of the podcast. You came in at the middle. <laughs> and um, a lot of people have freestyled over it, have sampled it. So um, the the beat itself is, is iconic. Um, which probably helped the song. Uh, let's see how it charted here. It peaked at number eight okay, on the so Hot 100. Uh, it was number one in the Netherlands. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't know Yuckmouth was in this group. Okay, that, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if it was a uh, Grammy nominee. I don't think it was. But... Um, yeah, Loonies. I got five on it. And like I said, this was a big deal in sixth grade. Uh, uh, in middle school, we had a, a morning TV show mm-hmm. produced by the students. And we had a theme song that we were supposed to use. It was like, you know, some generic stuff. But one time at the end of the program, they played I Got Five on it. And the whole class, the class I was in, everybody went nuts. <laughs> Um, like, oh, you're supposed to be playing that. <laughs> they weren't. I don't know if anybody got in trouble, but it was it was a big deal for that song to be played on on TV in middle school. <laughs> so, man, that, this this does bring back memories, though. Man. So yeah, that's my second honorable mention. I got five on it by Loonies, featuring Michael Marshall. Uh, that's an official credit right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to the top five. What's your number five? Number five. All right, so this is one of those old Sunny 100 classics. We've got In the House of Stone and Light by Martin Page. 
here on Sunny 100. Yeah, it's got a long intro. Um, this is a really cool song for me. Um, once again, this is one of those songs that's just really tied to memories of growing up in Columbus, spending summers with my dad at his store. Um, it's just, yeah. As I got, and I still remember, like, as I got older, trying to find the song. So, like, of course, you know, you, you hear all these songs when you're younger. Um, you don't really know them. And then, um, as you get older, you start like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, you, you start to find out who the song is by. So, that was, that was kind of one of those songs for me. What's interesting that with Martin Page, um, he, he is, he's written some hit songs, mm -hmm. mostly known as a songwriter. Uh, he co-wrote with Bernie Taupin, uh, famous for writing with Elton John. Yeah. But Martin Page co-wrote We Built This City Which by Starship. The greatest, one of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> I don't care what people say. I know it's been on one of those like we hate this song yeah. playlists, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, These Dreams by Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, also co-wrote King of Wishful Thinking by yeah. Go West. Such an amazing song. And Faithful by Go West. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also played with, uh, he's written for Robbie Robertson, Tom Jones, Josh Groban, and he played keyboards on Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. So he's more than just in the House of Stone and like people. Um, actually, there's another song I like. Oh, yeah, Shape, Shape the Invisible is the other song I like from this album. So I keep, I keep trying to think, like, to bring that up if there's another song I like by the artist, even though it wasn't a hit. I do like Shape the Invisible by Martin Page. Um, I did not know that as a kid, of course. I had to wait until we got things like Spotify, <laughs> where you can listen to a song and I have to buy the record and be disappointed. I feel like this is one of those songs that would be on uh, Light 98 FM. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> and this is my favorite part right here. You had the, the whistle come in, and then like the, the, the vocal, echo of vocals. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know what? Who played drums on this? I want to know that he's he's heavy on the on the on the um, ride symbol there, <laughs> like very heavy. He played bass too. Yes, he played bass. He probably played bass on this song. Let me look at the credits here. So yes, he played bass, keys, guitars, um, programming, background vocals. Jimmy Copley played um, drums on this. I don't know who he is. He's played. Okay, he's got some good credits here. He's played with Jeff Beck. Tony Ayami, Tears for Fears, Seal, Go West. That's the Go West connection right there. Mm -hmm. um, Deep Purple. Wow. Paul Rogers. Hmm. And he plays open-handed technique. Ooh. That's... That 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 will mess up your hands. <laughs> That'll mess up your wrist. <laughs> Carter Beaufort of um, the Dave Matthews Band is, is one of the more famous drummers that plays with the open-hand technique and apparently has severe arthritis from doing it because it's... So instead of going cross-handed... Like a lot of drummers do, you open, you play like that. So like, whereas your right hand normally hits their hi-hat and your left hand hits the snare, in the open hand technique, your left hand hits the hi-hat, your right hand is the snare. So it's like really awkward and like you're keeping your hand open. And after doing it for 20 years, he said he is, his wrists are... Done. Yeah. <laughs> like it hurts, They're basically. Done. Yeah. <laughs> But that would probably, but you get more versatile, so that probably explains why he's so quick on that ride symbol. He's just used to doing it. All right, so in the house of stone and light, 
by uh, Martin Page. He played bass on all these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Fretless bass, too. Nice. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. All right. So uh, that was number five. So we'll get to my number five. Now, my number five, like, I thought, I thought, it like, oh, this, this got heavy. I got, like, five great songs in my top five. Um, Would you say that, you that's, how five I per- that's how I personally feel about my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number five is uh, Missing by Everything But The Girl. Oh, I forgot Apparently about that Ben song. forgot about this song. Oh, God. <laughs> you know the guy in the, in, the, in the group is called Ben Watt. His name is Ben Watt. Yes. Ben Watt. He is, I'm the plural version of <laughs> Ben Watt. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about this song. This is what we were talking about. Like, every year just gave you so many songs. <laughs> oh, now, God. the one that became the hit is the Todd Terry remix. Yeah. I like the original version though. This a little more laid back. Yeah. yeah. I like I like this is the version that I like. Okay. Um it's kind of a ride it kind of, you know, you kind of like ride to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh this was I mean with this song, it's the one that this is the one that's played in the clubs. It's the one that's played on MTV. You know, this is one of those songs except for like the nature of the song. If you remember um I can't remember the name of the show, but like Eric Meese, who was on The Real World, I think, mm-hmm. hosted like a workout show, a morning workout show on MTV. Okay. <laughs> I know. I think it was called the, the Grind. Daily, yeah, the Daily Grind. I think it was called the Grind. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is one of those songs I feel like would be on there. <laughs> this song is awesome. God, I. So this is this might be another one of those lists where if we had to do it over again, like yeah, this would could, likely it totally make it change. on there. This is a very, very good song. I do prefer the other version that's not the remix. Um, that's kind of more guitar-driven. Go figure, the guitar player likes the more guitar-driven song. Um, but yeah, I love this song. Yes. Back to me. Man. Who is the name? Tracy Thorne was the name Tracy of the singer. Thorne. Yeah. And then, of course, Ben Watt. <laughs> Anytime I would Google myself... He comes up. <laughs> he comes up. And, but now Ben Watts, Naomi Watts' brother, now he comes up. So like it's, Is he the photographer? He's the photographer, who I, I'm constantly getting tagged as on Instagram, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. So yeah, but God, well, I love this ben, your, your Instagram is Ben Watts Photo, so of yeah. course it's the And he had to go with, um, he had to, his had to be Watts Up. <laughs> And I, I just know he's probably like, oh my god, why can't I get this? How's the trade? I'll sell it to him. Hey. Oh, you don't want to be watched up? No, no, <laughs> no. I just want that payday. That's why I also bought the. Um, that's why I also bought the domain name fallinloveyoulose.com because it was a famous Tumblr, Tumblr.com/fallinloveyoulose.com or something like that. I was gonna make it a website, but now I just hold on to it in case somebody wants to buy it. <laughs> And I might try that. That's apparently that's the thing. People will buy domains to hold on to them so they get a big payday. Yeah. But yeah, this song is awesome. Uh, I can't believe I forgot this song. I feel like this is gonna happen again with another song. I'm like, ah, oh, I forget that song. This uh charted at number two in nineteen ninety five. Um Well it well it was originally released in 94, but this version, the Todd Terry remix, was released in 95. That's why it counts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
who is Todd Terry? He sounds like a comedian. And this kind of led to uh, everything but the girl further wor- further working with electronic music because originally they were more, I guess you say they were more uh, pop. Uh, they were called um, Sophistapop. Mm. We should do an episode on that one day. Yes. Um, Unless we got sister. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love yeah. Some swing out sister. But yeah, I, I like it. Still sounds great today. That's got to be a remix. British phrase. Phrase swing out, sister. That's got to be some. I might look. That um, up. it might be. I yeah. think they're American though. I think they're Are from they? New York. Oh, I thought they were. No, that's a, th- this is. Oh, God, I'm so mad. I forgot this song. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. So number four. Doubting this whole list now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm gonna stick with my guns here because I, I do love this song. I listened to it on the way over. This is Shy Guy by Diana King. From the um, Bad Boy soundtrack, um, it's from her album "Tougher Than Love." But let's be honest, everyone knows from Bad Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 this song it became a single off the soundtrack. Yeah, this was um, oh god, this was uh, this was in the closing credits. Okay, I don't remember when this played. In the movie? Yeah. Oh no, it was in the scene where because uh, I, I have watched Bad Boys recently. Oh nice, nice. Um, I'll add that to my collection. <laughs> It was the scene where they, um, after the robbery, where the drugs were stolen, <laughs> they go to a boxing uh, boxing gym because Will Smith's character, Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry, <laughs> he knows one of the girls there. Um, she's a she's a working girl, if you understand what that means. Yeah. Uh, but she also boxes. She trains in the gym. Oh yeah. Uh, so the when they're in hit. the gym. That this song is playing in the background. Is she the one to get shot? She's the one who got shot. Yeah. That was so sad because she was just there trying to get, a, a, you know, trying to make a little bit of change. And they ended up shooting her, and that was so sad. You could tell that um, her friend was really distraught. I don't know. What I'm talking about it. It's like it really happened, but this is a really good song. Um, I would love a good cover of this, but there aren't any. Uh, what else can you tell us about this song? Um, other than the fact that I listen to it all the time, <laughs> um, let's see here. So it's from it was from Bad Boys. The chart it received um, success worldwide, probably because it has a worldwide flair to it. This, um, this could go on the the reggae for people, people that don't, don't know reggae. reggae. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's reggae esque. If you want to if you want to go there, um, let's see. It charted in America at the Hot 100 at number thirteen. I thought it was funny because it charted higher on the Hot 100 than it did on the on the R&B track tracks. It charted there at number 21. <laughs> um, but yeah, in other countries it charted number one. So in Sweden, um, in Finland, it charted number one. She has another single that I remember uh, for the My Best Friend's Wedding soundtrack. She did a cover of I Say a Little Prayer for You, I think. Okay. I don't know. If, I know it was a single. I don't think it was like a hit like Shy Guy, but... Um, I know it was, it was a it was a single. It probably charted oh, in other countries. She covered America. "Ain't Nobody." That was her next single. Like Shaka Khan. Yeah, it probably wasn't very good. So I do not know anything else by her. This is the only song I know, and I just I love the chorus, I love the pre-chorus. Oh, and her cover of "I Say a Little Prayer for You" is like a reggae fusion. Mm. Yeah, it says reggae fusion dance hall. I hear some dance hall in there. Yeah, yeah. I love this part right there. That's my favorite part of the whole song. The kind of guy. Yeah, she kills it. Although I did see a group on, I believe it was a group uh, on one of those like um, Asian 
like variety shows. They they did a medley of songs and they went into this song and they didn't do it very well. <laughs> like I mean I it's and it's okay. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Alright, so that is Shy Guy by Diana King. Alright, so my number we're at four. Yes, four. We're still at four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my number four, if you uh, look at our cover photo, current cover photo on our Facebook page, I only put, do you recognize this duo? Um, I showed it to uh, another one of my friends. They didn't know who they were, but uh, I think people would recognize the song. And this is Tell Me by Groove Theory. I would not have recognized them. I didn't know that was them. I always thought like this was just one person. <laughs> Since I thought it was just like one song, like one person, a female. Huh? It really is two people. Wow. Okay. So what did the other person do? He was the producer. Oh, this was when they still did. Okay. This is when they had those do. This kind of like everything but the girl. Somebody yeah. sings, the other one produces, and they for some reason together. I thought this was from the eighties. It samples. Um, it samples Rick James. I can't remember the name of the song. Is it Mary Jane? Maybe. Uh, well, time to go to who sampled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not telling me here. Uh, Rick James does get co-writing credit. That's why uh, that was that was said. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think it is Mary Jane. Yeah, that bass line sounds very familiar. And I forgot about the, all these songs. All these songs I'm forgetting about. Uh, it Actually, no. It sampled All Night Long by the all Mary Jane Girls. All Night Long. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's why I thought it was from the 80s. Because I'm thinking of that song. But that's a very famous bass line. Um, this, the way that these two came together... Um, Uh, the way these two came together, uh, Bryce Wilson is was a member of a hip of the hip hop group Mantronics. Uh, they were doing hip hop, and then in the early '90s, the producer kind of switched towards more house music, <laughs> and then they broke up. But he was trying to become a producer himself, and uh, 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 Amel Laroe, she was working as a secretary at the record company. Which oh, wow. I, I, that doesn't happen anymore. No, that is not. That's like <laughs> there are no more Martha Reeves out here. <laughs> um, but uh, he was producing some stuff, but he needed some songwriters. He wanted to work with some songwriters, and he worked. He started working with her because, like, she wanted to be a songwriter. He hmm. found out, so um, they ended up making you know songs like this. Uh, they also have a song, a cover of. Um, They did a cover of a Todd Rundgren song. Uh, Hello, It's Me. Okay. Um, this song charted at... Uh, this song charted at number five on the Hot 100. Um, Amel LaRoe later on went solo. Uh, Bryce Wilson, if you've seen the movie Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. he plays the male stylist that everyone thinks is gay hmm. 
because he can braid hair. <laughs> um, but this is one of those. This is like if if you like like Neo Soul may have begun kind of in this era. Yeah, you know, it's one of those kind of songs. Um, and you know, uh, part of like why um, why they ended up working together is that. Uh, Amela Rowe couldn't get a a record deal because her voice didn't sound powerful enough. Yeah, it's a very smooth kind of quieter voice, but it works yeah. for this song. So it was difficult to try to find like how do you write for that kind of voice mm-hmm. and make it work. Um, so uh, so they did at least with this song. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was hanging out with uh, with Dion over okay. the weekend, and I sh- the picture. She didn't know who it was, and we were in Little Five, and they have like eight record shops yeah. <laughs> in that area. That's seven too many. <laughs> and um, like we we went into one, and um, I saw the CD in there. Like, oh, nice. you still don't know who this is? She's like, no. I'm like, it's an age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my number four. So number th- three. Three, mm-hmm. yes, we have the same number three. Actually, and we do have the same number three. I feel like I give this song more credit than I should, but I don't care. Freak like me, Adina Howard. This is a really fun song. Um, I don't know, man. Like everything about the song is just fun. I think what really drew me in too is like that guitar in the background. Like, yeah, like it's so clean and so nice. Reminds me of the guitar that you hear in a. Uh, Live to Tell by Madonna, which is a really good song, but it's just like a really clean, nicely played guitar part. Um, and then, of course, after she sings that, you know, the second chorus, it goes into like that part where it's just the instrumental and it's, yeah. Yeah. The the thing that I like about it, too, is like, even with listening to it now, uh, it's it's clearly like West Coast. Oh, It has yeah. that West Coast sound, clearly, but it's not like as... I don't know. It's it's smoother. It's not as like. Um, I think the 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 acoustic guitar like gives it a different. Like mm-hmm. makes it stand out a little bit differently. Yeah. Um. You know because it it samples. You hear you clearly hear the the summer madness sample. Yeah. Um. The I want to be with you Which sample. I love. I love uh, that. <laughs> you know. And this is a song I think, like lyrically or thematically, subject-wise, however you want to put it, was ahead of its time. Yeah, because this was, of uh, course, 1995, and you, the woman's taking control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like that's not that's not a song. It's not the kind of song you would normally hear in 1995. No. Um, today, I think this this would be a hit today. I think still. Oh yeah, I think it could be. It had um, to be reworked a little bit production-wise. But subject-wise, yeah, I think it could be. Uh, I love this. I want to freak in the morning, <laughs> freak in the evening. Man. Yeah. Like, she's really, yeah, she's really in it. Like, she's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sampled, the drum, the drum part uh, is sampling Sing a Simple Song by Sly and the Family Song. It, like I said, it's a, it samples I'd Rather Be With You by Booty. 
Lucy Collins. Oh, I'm, oh, so I did forget to say too, the Sugar Babes, the um, British girl group covered I've this. heard their version. I've heard yeah. their version. It's it's alright. Yeah. I was look, um, I was hoping for good covers of it, but of course, you know, you don't always get good covers of R&B songs like this one. So I think with um, I think, and I think would also with this song like because it's ahead of its time and because of the subject matter you can't like I don't think she was going to be allowed to continue with these kinds of themes in her songs no <laughs> um, or whoever was writing for her she she wasn't listed as a co-writer here no but which I, honestly yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like it was written from a male perspective and they just switched it and the uh this is a song this is another this is one of those songs and I would invite anybody to make a playlist like this songs from like through the 90s that were there were songs that were specifically written for jeeps some for the jeeps <laughs> specifically if you had a jeep as a matter to of have, fact to have that to have that bass that that reminds me of that song there's a track on cool high harmony where like they're talking about like oh we can need a song something for the jeeps See something for See? the jeeps. Drop the tops. This is this would be on that list. Yeah, this definitely has that G funk. Man. Yeah, where is she from? She's from Michigan. Hmm. Oh well, still a good song. Cause you hear like the I don't know if that's the bass drum, but that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, just that. the 808. The bass yeah, 808. That. Yeah. That I think that. Yeah. That uh, that gives it that gives it something. It made it, it made it, and it made the the song sound. It's so big. Yeah, and that's I think that's like, what I really it a like big about sound it. to where like the next single. Uh, it, it's hard to like keep up with. I mean, look, beating musician is hard. Yeah, it is. It's clearly hard. And <laughs> that was have a, a hit song. Sound. What do you got to do now? You got to have another one. Yeah, and then it's difficult, especially if. You put so much into that first song, yeah. and everyone knows it's going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. Now you got to do that again. If this was, <laughs> and you're right. That is, this is an R and B hip hop song like, that had a big yeah. sound. It has a huge sound. Yeah, like, and it doesn't like ease into the sound. Like from the beginning, mm-hmm. it's very abrasive. From the beginning, like it just hits you right in the face. Like it just, it does. Like the subject matter hits you in the face. The music hits you in the face. Everything about it hits you in the face. It's big. All right. So that was both of our number threes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the album, Do You Want to Ride? Uh, so Ben. <laughs> that title. <laughs> tell us about your number two. Number two. Um, I'm trying to think how to talk about this song. One of Us by Joan Osborne. Um, is this going to be the one with ah, one of these days at about you? Yeah, it is. A lot of people take that part out. I think you need that in there because this song is it's it's a it's a pop rock song, but it's a song about what if God was one of us? Like it's a very interesting subject. Uh, interesting subject. Ironically, was used in a um, Tyler Perry movie. Someone did a gospel cover of it. And all I could think of is like, I don't think they get the song. Like, this is not a gospel song. Like, this is a very introspective song. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's, 
I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to find the words to talk about because it's, it's really a song that does have like a, a deep meaning to me just because of of the subject matter listening to it like it's one of the songs like I used to try to play drums to because it sounds like the drummer on the song wasn't very sure of himself okay like, so Eric Bazilian who wrote the song uh, of the Hooters <laughs> from the Hooters yes <laughs> he wrote it to impress a girl I'm reading that so now. that that's right up your alley I feel oh <laughs> why did he write this to impress this is such a deeper song than just a song for a girl I'm not saying that women aren't cool. I mean, I've done things to impress women, as Greg so alluded to. Thank you very much. Ain't ashamed of it. Um, but yeah, and it's funny. He says, I started practicing the Grammy speech I should have gotten to give. I agree. This is a really good song. Um, I think it's really interesting. So the drummer, like right there, he misses a lot of his, his hits. Like he's supposed to like, sometimes he'll miss a, um, a hi-hat hit. <laughs> Like, he'll just not play it, and it just sounds weird. Um, like, I feel like the people who recorded this song, they just found. <laughs> they just found them. Like, hey, you... Just found some people. Like, how long have you been playing drums? A few months. Hey, you want to record a song? <laughs> if there was a Craigslist at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just posted it at a club where a lot of people did acid. And... But, yeah, it's just a really deep song, and the way in which she sings it is beautiful. The way, the, the beginning, of course, you know, they're probably mimicking somebody from Middle America singing a gospel hymn. Um, and then I really like the solo. Is the solo technically great? Not really. It's actually a very weird and just like all over the place solo, but like the way in which it goes into her singing and all that, it's just a really good song. And it's, yeah, it's one I used to listen to all the time. I still listen to it a lot. Um, of course, you can hear this song on an episode of Cold Case. Cold Case. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, now, this song was nominated for Song of the Year at the 96 Grammys and lost to Kiss from a Rose. God. Okay. I, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good song, but I, I don't know it's if you're going to beat Kiss from a Rose. Rose. Uh, also nominated with it was um, I Can Love You Like That, which oh. you previously mentioned. Um, you Are Not Alone. Wow. And You Ought to Know. Another good song. So also lost out for record of the year to the same song. <laughs> Nominated with One Sweet Day, Gangsta's Paradise, mm. and Waterfalls. Mm. I feel like that might have maybe that should have won. From just a from a production standpoint. I like the production of Waterfalls. Oh yeah, and so the what I like about this solo, like it the ascension of the notes, like it just you know, like this is the part where it kinda gets a lot better and then she kinda comes in and sings over a little bit. Like, I started to make a playlist of solos that have that. Mm. Like, this is on my solos playlist, and there are... So, like, yeah, he's not a Van Halen, he's not a Steve Vai, but just the way he plays the solo. Who, I was matter who played guitar on this? Um, Eric Brazilian, Brazilian. So, yeah, the guy who wrote it. He wanted to do everything. He was just like... Just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to impress that girl. And who played drums? Rob Hyman. All right, Ruben. And Mark From the Hooters. So he probably played it like that on purpose. Uh, this peaked at number four and um, included on a lot of television programs besides Cold Case. Also, <laughs> Joan of Arcadia, Homicide, Life on the Street. It's a good show. So, yeah. That's a really good show, actually. Um, Homicide, Life on the Streets. Yeah. I really do want to know who. Um, okay, so it was, Cher it was Cheryl Pepsi Riley. 
that covered it for a Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Hmm. So yeah, One of Us by Joan Osborne. All right. Uh, That was number two. So my number two. um, All right. So my number two. uh, For those who are fans of the film Empire Records. Such a good movie. This is A Girl Like You by Edwin Collins. That was such a movie. Oh, man. Um, Who is in that? Renee Zellweger. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Uh, Who is Ethan Rex? Embry. Who is, um... I don't know the actor who played Rex Manning. That's his name, Rex Manning. Okay. Uh, Anthony LaPaglia. Robin Tooney, Ethan Embry. Man. It's a good movie. And this was a good song. Um, I thought this song came out in the 60s. It, yeah, it, sounds it sounds like it. Like it it yeah. sounds like it came out in the 60s. Uh, that's what kind of like drew me to it like this is except for vocally I feel like this is something like Phil, a song Phil Collins might have done possibly I could um, hear that yeah I could hear that but then with the guitar like okay it's not it's not a Phil Collins type <laughs> song anymore <laughs> but I uh, definitely thought it was the uh, it came out in the 60s um the, the lyrics are very simple. Yeah, I think a lot um, of people thought that too, though. But, like, hearing the song, it, it makes me think of, like, the shows like American Bandstand, Hullabaloo, um, you know, shows like that to where music acts were formed on there. Uh, you said Hullabaloo? That was a show? Hullabaloo, yeah. I thought that was a joke of, of a show, the name of a show. Okay. So, I, I, so Edwin Collins, he was he was British, right? Yeah. Of course, I feel like that's the only way you could get away with doing a song like this is if you're British. <laughs> um, if you're if you're American and you did a song like this back then, it, it people look at you kind of weird. And it's uh, now it sounds like from the '60s. It sounds like one of those like uh, those kind of like songs, one of those like not Garage Band the website, but yeah, like a Garage song. Rock Band type of song, like. Yeah. Um, Spencer Davis group. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the name of that group was. Or the uh, who did Louie Louie? The Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. It Spencer sounds like Davis one of those. Group. Was uh, Steve Winwood in that? The Spencer Davis group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's where I remember that name from. Steve Winwood was he did he did a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm seeing here the Sex Pistols drummer Paul Cook played vibraphone on the recording. The drums were sampled from Lynn Berry single one two three. Um, yeah, this was, and even the video was a little weird too. Like it was very psychedelic. Yeah. I think he played like a uh, a clear guitar in the video. I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Uh, it was from his album Gorgeous George. Um, and it charted at number thirty-two. So it didn't chart high. But you know, like a lot of people, I think in our age group should have seen Empire Records. Yeah, and another and thing, it was, the song was just everywhere, it, and it charted much higher around the world, including number one in Belgium. So the one, one of the things that he does use to make this sound um, like it's from the seventies, he uses a lot of fuzz. Fuzz being a type yeah. of distortion, um, heavily used in the seventies. Some people use it now, 
Um, but like he used it in the way in which it was used in the 70s because I mean like I know like Matt who's on our show for the Power Trios episode he has a lot of fuzz face um, pedals on his board but they don't sound that fuzz like they don't sound like to the point of where like it just sounds weird like his you know he just uses his just like straight up guitar um, distortion and it sounds pretty cool so alright so that was my number two so Ben number one number one I am over the freaking moon right now they finally put the song on Spotify. This is Dion Ferris. I know. This is not only my favorite song of 1995. This is probably one of my favorite songs of all time, literally. Everything about the song is great from the performance, the fact that it's an R&B singer incorporating rock music into the song. There's awesome slide guitar right there. Get some nice slap bass with a drum machine over it. Sheets. And if you ever see the performances of it, it's a bunch of dudes dressed like in hood clothing playing like basses and guitars and drums like everything about this song was awesome it was so ahead of its time like if like i know we talk about you know the brand new morals were ahead of their time this song was ahead of its time only it worked it fucking worked man it was awesome um the way she sings it like of course you know Deion ferris from um arrested development not the show the group um breaks out does her own thing uh, Wild Sea Wild Flower is the name of the song. We really need to look that up to see if... Hold on, let me see the hard line. Because I really think that's why they're both on there now. Um, but yeah, this is just such a great song. I love listening to it. Um, I try to listen to it at least a few times a week. <laughs> like, if I can. And now that it's on Spotify, um, I'm sorry, Kendra, you're going to get really sick of this song really quick. I hope you like it. I, I don't know if she does. We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all bets are off now. All bets are off. So this is was on Columbia Records. That was also on Columbia Records, so Columbia opened the vault. <laughs> What's interesting is that um, this song was nominated for uh, the Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, which, if you think about it, that's, that's, that's very interesting that it's in that category. Yeah. Because, you know, with the Grammys, it's like... They don't know. <laughs> you know, if you're black, it's R&B. Yeah. If you're white, it's pop. Yeah. And if, if you, you do can't, this... You can't be black and be pop. If you do this, where do we put her? Where, see, that's why they created that urban alternative category. There's electric where they, guitars. They didn't, they didn't know what to do with, with, the, with this black people. With, well, you know, these black people songs. They're playing live instruments and one of them electric guitar. Oh, I love this with part. Slide guitar. Oh, man. I'm just... Yes. And then, like, after that, there's a slack guitar solo. Like, just, this was so ahead of its time. Um, and, of course, do you know who was a producer on this song? Uh, I, sh- I-, I just read about it the other day, but I forget who. One Mr. David Ryan oh, yes. Harris yes. was a yes. producer on this song. <sighs> yeah, so if you needed another reason to like this song... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised like if I had the song, credits. He probably played something on it. <laughs> uh, where's the other guy from? Uh, this guy. This, this has like. It's it's it. I feel like it has like. Um, like, this is one of those songs to where like. There are a lot of black people in Atlanta. Who are musicians and like <laughs> really love this song, like like you do? Yes, probably. This like is one of those inspired. influential songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, yeah, I wish I could find the. Uh, I guess I can look in there while I see Wildflower, because I bet he played. Yeah, he played guitar. He played guitars and keys. He played some drums on it. Yeah. Of course, David Ryan Harris, of course, was a part of the Atlanta music scene at the time and was playing on... Um, oh, Randy Jackson played on here, too, actually. He uh, did some production. Um, but he was, in, well, he was in Follow For Now, was the name of the group he was in at the time. Mm-hmm. So he probably... I wouldn't be surprised if he, hey, come down to Atlanta, let's work on this song. I'm, well, Arrested Development is from Atlanta. I thought they were from Tennessee. Or no, that was just that's the just song. song. <laughs> I thought that's why they, they did the song, Tennessee, because they were from Tennessee. No. Okay. Well, yeah, but, um, <laughs> so yeah, he made a solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like, hold on. So did his band play on this follow for now played on this record? I think they did. I think they played on this record. That's awesome. If you don't know who David Ryan Harris is, do yourself a favor and go look him up now. Uh, quick disclaimer or whatever you want to call it. We do know about this song, hopeless by Dion Ferris. Yeah. That was not a single. It wasn't a single. <laughs> yeah, did not. Tra- I don't even believe it charted. No, like it. Yeah, it, yeah, it it never charted. It, we know it from in the movie. It may have been. It may have been played on some urban radio stations. That's where I heard it. <laughs> Foxy one hundred and five. But it was not a single. Yeah. Yeah. Look up Dave Ryan Harris. Um, Chris and I have always said that. How do we know that life is not fair? David Ryan Harris is the backup singer for John Mayer. Like that's how we know that life is not fair. <laughs> um, not hating on, on people John still. Mayer, I, it's but, yeah. It's it's still hard to embrace because I saw that uh, on Dion Ferris's uh, profile, she is nicknamed the original soul rocker. Mm-hmm. Soul soul rock, black people doing anything outside of R and B is still very weird. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Not to us. Even though there's, you know, it's still, it, it still looked that kind of weird, mm-hmm. even though we'd have Jimi Hendrix, and Chuck Berry, and Chuck Berry and, yeah. and, uh, Chubby Checker and little Richard and Robert Johnson. Yeah. Chubby Checker. Oh, I want to meet Chubby Checker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave Chappelle. Um, but yeah, this man, like this song, this, and I mean, now that the entire album hopefully is on there, I can listen to the whole album because I can only imagine that the whole thing is ahead of its time. I mean, I'm looking here at the production. She does a cover of Blackbird. There's production by Lenny Kravitz, Randy Jackson, um, David Ryan Harris. Like, I imagine this whole album is ahead of its time. Um, because, of course, you know, Rest of Development was a, type, was a hip-hop group that was ahead of its time. Yeah. So I can only imagine she was, I mean, you, you probably say she was Lauryn Hill before Lauryn Hill, only she took more chances than Lauryn Hill. Yeah. Lauryn Hill made an R&B album. Good album. I ain't trying to. I'm not sliding the miseducation of Lauren Hill, but Wild Seed, Wildflower was like, yeah. So, I'm I'm probably gonna listen to that as soon as I get in the car. All right. So uh, we'll get to. Uh, it's I know one. by Dion Ferris. We get to my number one. <clears throat> um, now part of like part of my criteria is like if I don't know any other song <laughs> by this, by the artist, if I have not heard them in any other capacity and they are only associated with this song and this song only, they don't do any features. They don't, uh, if their songs in a commercial, it's going to be this song. Um, so my number one, I'm just going to play it. Hey, this is radio station. 
station WSKE. We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a boy. He really hasn't done anything else, has he? No, I mean like the the album is on Spotify. <laughs> Let's look at what yeah, he ain't done nothing. This one, and then like everything else is other singles, oh, and this is like bar, 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 bar. <laughs> For those who are who aren't sure that this is "I Wish" by Skilo. So on Spotify, the number one, his number one song is "I Wish." His second song is "I Wish" the bonus street mix. <laughs> But it's a huge drop off from 25 million plays to about 700,000 plays. (laughs) Yikes, that's a a drop off of epic proportions. Um, I'm looking here, I wish, and then you have Top of the Stairs charted at number 38 in the UK. After that, none of them chart. Like, they'll know that they were released. He released a single as, as recently as 2013, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and because and what's also like, it was a risk as a rapper to have a sense of humor. It still is now. Yeah. To have a sense of humor as a rapper, like he's rapping about how he's too short. Yeah. Which is why you probably used to think that this he's is a short too dude. short. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a wonder. Yeah. Basically, like the song is about how he he's dealing with being a short guy. Yeah. And um, uh, where's he from? He's from Chicago. Uh, Why do I think he was? Um, he, West well, Coast. he moved. He moved to California okay. when he was nine. So he grew up mostly out there. But um, <laughs> what's funny? He was already married at the time he made this song. <laughs> so he did have a girl in the hood. Yeah. Um, the, but to like the song, the song is funny and basically like for anybody you want to make fun of for being short, you reference this song. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, is this the video where he was trying to play basketball in the video, right? Yeah. Okay. And it, uh, there's a, he kind of parried his Forrest Gump a little bit. Because if he's tall, <laughs> he can't be. He's probably like five six. He's five eight. That's not that bad. Uh, Warren G is six two though. So if he's around those people, <laughs> but yeah, he's five eight. That's not too bad. But yeah, women want to. Oh, weren't you? Uh, why aren't you six foot three? Uh, he samples uh, "Spinning" by Bernard Wright and. He interpolates uh, Buffalo Gals by Malcolm McLaren. Uh, Well, and also uh, for what it's worth by uh, Buffalo Springfield. Uh, He was nominated for Best Rap Solo Performance at the Grammys. He lost to Gangsta's Paradise. Um, I feel like that's not fair. (laughs) Two one hit. Well, did Coley have any other hits other than Gangsta's Paradise? Julio? Yeah, he had Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage and It's All the Way Live. It's all the way live. Okay. <laughs> Which is on the Eddie soundtrack. <laughs> if, if, so, I told you about the rewatchables, right? The podcast that Bill Simmons does. Yeah. With it. He needs to do that movie. Eddie. Because he's done White Men Can't Jump. 
and that was really the only interesting one that there was another one where like some other girl did um clueless he wasn't on that one but they should do eddie that's that's if this was not an exclusively music podcast i'd say let's talk about eddie but it's it's sports with stacy patton with <laughs> stacy patton rest in peace malik seeley Stacey Patton, Rick Fox was in that, wasn't Rick he? Rick Fox, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Um, uh, Dwayne Chances, Kevin also Willis. rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Chances was uh, Yvonne Take Charles. <laughs> oh, I had Greg Ostertag. Greg Ostertag. <laughs> John Sally. Oh, God. Not, yeah, not Kevin Willis, John Sally. Okay. Um, uh, Avery Johnson, while he was still playing. You're not a coach. You're a cockroach. <laughs> no, just like. He's like, you're not a real coach. It's like, look at you, looking like a little roach. <laughs> uh, uh, before we go too late. And they were trying yeah, to, in the last game, they're trying to deal with, how do we stop Larry Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, who says that now? Like, I mean, I, back then, of course, I guess that was a big deal. But, like, yeah, that's. that. I mean, it made sense at the time. I mean, it's not as silly as, like. Uh, how do you stop Kendall Gill? K- Kendall Gill. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, like. If he, if there was a show around like my brother and me today, or like he would be Kel, the Kendall Gill when they or have the Ron, Ron Harper, Harper the Ron like Harper. who's that player that they overhype and it's just like it's like he is not like it's like oh my god it's Jeremy Lamb if they get <laughs> if they get hurt they're like the Bulls were not gonna lose Mm-mm. if they didn't have Ron Harper. like oh my god it's Zach Levine or oh my god it's Jeremy Lamb no, or what not not Zach Levine um, let's see for the, I think for the Bull it would be like. Um, it, it would be like Bobby Portis. I was about to, oh my God, it's Bobby Portis. <laughs> he punched somebody <laughs> again. Or if if it was, and for my brother and me, I think I think it would be Jeremy. Lamb. <laughs> it would be Jeremy oh, Lamb. Or oh like they're like if, they, if there's an event, they're trying to get Dwight Howard. <laughs> they're trying, Dwight Howard. Can't does, he make still, it. does Jeremy Lamb still play for the Hornets? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they end up getting like Malik Monk, but no one recognizes him because no one knows what Malik Monk looks like. Holy crap! This Malik Monk. Who? He's a monk. He's a monk. <laughs> you remember on that same episode, they were trading basketball cards. It's like, yeah, I'll trade you a Dwayne Shensis for Benoit like Benjamin. Benjamin. Like, what the hell is Benoit? <laughs> who cares? Somebody was trying too hard to flex their basketball. Somebody, I do remember somebody. Story. They were trading football cards. It was like, no, nah. he like, he, I'll trade you my Rocket Ishmael. It's like, okay, <laughs> just just throw, yeah. And then Kendall Gill, yeah, because I, I had to think. I was like, what the hell is Kendall Gill? Like, I knew who he was, but he wasn't the star no, player. No, he was not. Like, he's like he was like fifth. Yeah, like there was. There was Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Alonzo Mourning, and you could Muzzy argue Mose. that Muzzy Bowes may have better, been yeah. number one. <laughs> that was who else was on and that then team? Like um, like David Wingate, yeah. Okay, Kendrick will be number four at best. Yeah, he at was. Best. He was their starting shooting guard, right? Yeah. Okay, but he couldn't shoot. He was a their lick. he was their John Starks. <laughs> oh my God! No, he's John a worse Starks. shooter than John Starks. He could shoot at all. Yeah, I could. I could see Jeremy Lamb. Because they're not getting Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker no. doesn't do my brother and me, if it still existed. No, like he he's their he's their best player. Like they're not getting Kimba. They're not getting Dwight Howard. Mm-mm. Um, they're not get. They're not even getting Michael Kidd Gilchrist. No, Mm-mm. I or, think they're getting Malik Monk, and no, and just no one would know who he was. <laughs> it's like or oh, even he's tall. Does Marvin Williams still play for them? Um, 
cool. I think so, yeah. They're not, they're they're not, not getting, getting him. him. No. They're, they're not, not getting, getting Marvin Williams. <laughs> In Atlanta. Oh, my God, it's Luke Babbitt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, he still plays for them. Number two, why in his picture on Wikipedia is it still his picture for the Hawks in the red? <laughs> like that's so old. It's like what two thousand nine? It's two twenty twelve. Okay, I think. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny story. We saw him. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, a Waffle few years House. ago, we saw him in a Waffle House, and it was the day after he was traded to Utah. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Wearing a Seattle hat and just Seattle. like... Well, he, he's from Seattle. Yeah. But, yeah, it was the day after he was traded. We all walked in. It was you, me, and Chris. We walked yeah. in. It was like, hey, that guy's tall. You think he'd play for our basketball team? <laughs> it's, it's like, like, oh, that's Marvin Williams. I think Williams. that's Marvin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> the question still remains. Do you think he'd play for a basketball team? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes we like sports. i think he'd come back given the opportunity and i think but i think people just get bad all over again because it just reminds them we didn't draft chris paul <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know if time has passed enough to where we'd forgive him and by forgive him for some reason we blame him for being drafted where he was <laughs> like that's not his fault but yeah we could have had chris paul yeah and we also could have had Paul gasol yeah um, there's a lot of players we could have had. We we didn't have a great front office. Well, back no, then. You, you did have Pau Gasol. The Hawks did draft Pau oh, they Gasol. Who did we trade him for? Um, Who did we trade his rights for? That's ridiculous. For somebody and Boris Diaw. Yeah, we had really good. Um, it was like a three. A, it might have been a three team trade. I know, I, but I know. I think the Hawks drafted Pau Gasol. Yeah, we had really good. Um, oh Lord Jesus. You gotta be. You know what though? Back then, this probably seemed like a good idea. Sharif Abdurrahim. Oh, yep, that was it. Traded for Sharif Abdurrahim, who was an All Star. Yeah, at the time, that probably seemed like a good idea. Because Sharif Abdurrahim was on the Olympic team. Yeah, (laughs) like he was actually good. There's actually a video of him out there, like dropping forty. Like he looked like because he was a four, right? Like he, yeah, he was like a, he was like a, he he played between the power forward and the small forward. But he could move like a small forward. So that probably made sense back then. But he did not pan out to, of course, be Pau Gasol. <laughs> like, uh, like back then. Of course, back then, of course, I don't think anyone knew that outside of America, the best basketball in the world was being played in Spain. Like you had all these yeah. great players. It was like Spain and South America and then China. So many good players were coming out of Spain. Rudy Fernandez, Pau Gasol, his brother Marc Gasol. Um Got um, there is Navarro, um, Jose uh, Juan, Juan Carlos Navarro. Yeah, like a lot of good basketball. Like I the, think Jose Calderon played for uh, Argentina. Like the best, basically the best international. And then they got then they got Serge Ibaka. Yeah, so many good teams. As we just went completely left here. <laughs> yeah, talking about sports, but yeah, yeah, all those like FC Barcelona, Real Madrid. Those are good basketball teams. Yeah. All right, so uh, that will do it for our Because 5, One Hit Wonders, 1995. We're going year by year. When we get to the 2000s, we'll probably still do that. Yeah, you can still, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll space them out. out. Yeah, and you but, got some bonus basketball content there. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, LaShawn, thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for everyone watching uh, so far. Um, uh, we're going, we, we need to schedule this. Because people are coming here at the end, and someone's hitting the uh, someone Some above jacks. me is jumping around. <laughs> um, yeah, we should schedule this. I think I think we can get more people to watch. Probably. Um, 
so we'll make an effort. <laughs> uh, so we'll get to my earworm of the week. Uh, this is another cover song. Oh, what is it? Um, uh, this is an interesting take. This the artist's name is Moss Kina, and she does a cover of Kendrick Lamar's "These Walls." Okay. Um, it's uh, it's very smooth. Sound like my music. Is it? Uh, is it from the Spotify sessions? Uh, no, oh, it okay. is not. It is not uh, the Spotify singles. It's not from that. Um, but I do. Uh, I do enjoy. It's on the. It's on the infamous We Lit playlist, of we course. Lit, we lit. We lit. So this is Moskina with the cover of These Walls, Kendrick Lamar's These Walls, and uh, we will be right back. It's getting good. No boat, I float better than he would, but you fucking be misunderstood. That is Moskina. Uh, These Walls, cover of Kendrick Lamar's song, uh, which features uh, Anna Somebody, Bilal, and Thundercat. Oh. That dude's, he's eccentric. Yes. <laughs> so he's on this? He's playing on it? Well, on the original. Oh, he was oh okay. On, he's okay. on the original. He also did a, uh, he did them changes on uh, Colbert's show. Okay, <laughs> but it was like it was just him. Mm-hmm. But they had like uh, John Baptiste 
who's the band leader. Yeah. They they played with him. Nice. I like it's, it when shows cool. do that. Like shows that have bands. I like it when they do that. Like I love that Jimmy Fallon has the roots and they'll join in and play. Kevin Nealon in, in the Tonight Show. I, I like that. I like that. I hope that never goes away. <laughs> All right. So uh, that will do it for our program. Uh, if you just joined us, uh, we're going to post this so you can watch the replay. Um, we will also uh, recommend you download the program to for your mobile device. The, mm-hmm. Download the podcast. Ben. Can you tell the people where they can find such wonderful things? On their mobile. Mobile. And I just Every time I, I think of it, I think of um, how he says it in The Dark Knight. Um, but, um, yeah, so first off, check us out on By the Time You Hear This dot com, our website. It's uh, a blog. We post a whole lot of cool things there. Um you can also be found. Well, if you're watching us on Facebook, you've already found us there, but facebook.com slash by the time you hear this, um, both website and the Facebook page are spelled with the word you you, if you want to find us on the gram slash IG, get in our DMS. Um, does anyone ever DM us? No. Okay. Well, if you want to, I mean, not that we're not allowing it. It, just it does go happen. down in the DMS though. It goes down in the DMS. Um, you can find us on, um, Instagram at by the time you hear this. Does it though? I don't know. That's what I've been told. <laughs> by the time you hear this, that's when, by the time I got on Instagram, by they the didn't time have you DM us. Yeah. Um. <laughs> when I was still a single lad, they did not have DMs, so no one could DM me. It, so for, I don't know if it goes down in the DMs. Um, it did go down in the Facebook messaging thingy, and I'm not going to talk about that because that was a painful time in my life. Um, but on Instagram, by the time you hear this, spelled with the letter U, and that is because we're upstanding mm-hmm. and not under investigation which also is with the u under mm-hmm. yeah, under do you understand yes uh, <laughs> same spelling for our email address at gmail.com um, if you want to get us on your mobile uh, many ways to do that you can get us on podomatic you can get us on um, itunes podcast player apple podcast player you can get us on google music um, an offshoot of google play you can find us on Satchel Podcast Player, Auto Radio, um, Castbox, TuneIn Radio. Um, I was going to say OtterBox, but that's not a thing. Auto Radio, all those radios. Yeah, you can find us there. Yeah, we're cool peeps. All right, so that will uh, do it for our program. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to end the show. There's a song that um, we did not include on either of our lists, but they are in, in um, considered a one hit wonder. <clears throat> Did you like this show, by the way? The, the show that it was for. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to watch it. I like, I understand not. why people like it, I but still don't. It, I don't know. It didn't seem to hold up over time. It's so, but you know what still does though? Seinfeld. It's, more and more people like, Seinfeld I'm finding yeah I didn't and but until, and I think I think it's partially that a lot of people those same people love curved your enthusiasm and that's they where watched I came that from. first yeah. and then came back to watch Seinfeld and like Larry David is just uh, a genius writer yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah like that yeah him and Jerry Seinfeld they they kind of gain, gain some gold there yeah but yeah I was one of those people I discovered curb your enthusiasm first and then they were like, oh, yeah, that's the dude that created Seinfeld. I was like, shut up. And I went back and checked it out. And I was like, oh, okay. Kramer kind of brought me into it, though, because he's just 
good physical comedian. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we neither one of us seem to like this show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool like, song though. <laughs> uh, and the song we're talking about is "I'll Be There for You" by the Rembrandts. Uh, is a theme song to Friends. Um, I think like the first couple of seasons. There, I I understood the phenomenon. Like I actually watched the first season. Okay. And you know you have the you know the classic uh, sitcom storylines that will that can carry a show, and then you have these six good-looking people um, in their in their twenties in New York City. In New York City, to where, <laughs> um, I like you kind of wonder how much money did they make to afford these apartments? Um, and you have two guys who are roommates. One is a soap opera actor. Who's getting consistent work, <laughs> and then the other is—I don't think it was really explained what his job really was. Which I think it was, was like a a data. It was like a it was something with data, not data entry clerk, mm-hmm. which can be understood, or a data analyst. But it was like data transponder or some made up word. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was just. Uh, yeah, I mean there there are a lot of things about friends that like if I watch it with my 2017 mind, <laughs> <laughs> some things aren't going to make sense. Um, but we aren't going to play the original version of "I'll Be There for You." It is a very very nice cover um, by Boyce Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about an episode. We talked about it on an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a very nice cover of the song, so we're going to end the show with that. And uh, we're not doing 1996 the very next episode, but no. just so if, if we run out of ideas, we'll probably do that. Yeah. That's why we did this one <laughs> because we didn't have any ideas yet. <laughs> so um, thank you all very much for listening and for watching. And we will talk to you all very, very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Told you life was gonna be this way. Your charms are choked, you broke, your love lost your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. But when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, well, I'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. I'll be I've been there before I'll be there for you Cause you're there for me too You're still in bed at ten And work began at eight You burn your breakfast so far Things are going great Your mother warned you There'd be days like these But she didn't tell you when down to your knees I'll be there for you When the rain starts to pour I'll be there for you Like I've been there before I'll be there for you Cause you're there for me too
like I've been there before I'll be there for you Cause you're there for me too Cause you're there for me